All right, so today's song, it begs the question, would you lie to a woman? Or have you lied to a girl in the past? Wait, you're asking me? I'm asking you and I'm asking the asking the listeners. Okay. Or not necessarily just a girl, but uh, have, you, have you lied to a, uh, someone you've been dating in the past? Oh, yeah. Uh, Frank, look into my eyes. I want you to see them open wide. Do you think I would lie to somebody? No. Okay. <laughs> That's. I, I thought you were going a different direction. I thought you were going uh, uh, Brian Adams with the uh, with the uh, with with the lyrics there, but no, no, that that was a that I stayed was a, on point. Yeah, a line straight out of Charles and Eddie's "Would I Lie to You" from 1992. This is such a good song. So I, I need to frame it this way. This song, when I heard it, I thought, this is amazing. What an incredible song. So we heard this in late 1992. This is when it comes out. I remember yeah. when it came out on the radio, and I remember thinking, this is incredible. What, is, what a great song. But I also remember it not going huge. I don't remember watching the video in Canadian, uh, our Canadian Much Music. No, no, I don't. I don't recall it. Um, it was it was more of a minor hit, yeah. I think than anything. But it it was it was always kind of there, there right? It was always played on easy listening radio, yeah. And which, of course, you and I listen to frequently, yeah, as 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 uh, teenagers usually do, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but what I didn't realize is that it was a big hit in the UK. It was number one. I think it might have been number one for two weeks. Yeah, it was also number one. I think in Germany too. Yeah. Did well in New Zealand. Right. So in Europe, it did really, really well. Mm -hmm. But stateside, I think it hit number 16, maybe, or number 13, something like something that. Something like that in the States. And then in uh, Canada, three in it Canada. made number three, but it yeah. really didn't, like at least in the the video, by the time we're in high school, we're watching mostly music videos for our countdown. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it didn't really do big business. Now, of course, during this period of time, you have like we're full on grunge for for what we were listening to on much music. Yeah, yeah, we we had the tail end of the sort of um, the hair shock glam glam rock stuff, and uh, full bore. We were into uh, well, what was it? Uh, um, Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden. They all had albums out in nineteen ninety one. Oh yeah, right? yeah, uh, right. Uh, STP I think came out in ninety ninety two. But uh, but yeah, so this is like this is full on the grunge invasion and uh be, being a high school kid that uh, that liked sorry loved this song was a it was a it was a little bit difficult to to keep this uh you know you had you had to keep you had to keep your love for for songs like this under wraps a bit yeah and it almost felt like it would have been a huger hit in a different time so maybe if it came out in the 70s when the 50s were a big deal, like the, the return of the 50s and the early yeah. 70s, was so when Oh What a Night was coming out, yeah. this type of song fits perfectly. A lot of the Motown, and, and there's a lot of, um, there are a lot of critics that uh, compared it to like old Motown sound and uh, uh, Neo Soul and, and whatever, yeah. whatever those sort of uh, labels that they, that they put to it. But uh, uh, we'll, we'll talk about this later, but yeah. it, it, 
received some huge praise in terms of comparisons to uh, to other artists out there, um, uh, other Motown artists. Yeah. When I listened to it, I felt like I was trying to look for the 90s influence. And I feel like the opening drum fill stuff yeah. feels a little more 90s. Like it, like it doesn't fit in, a, in some old mm-hmm. style. And there's some electric guitar going on yeah. there. You, you can tell it's a 90s song. Yeah. But... but it's not like stereotypical or early 90s. So I always wonder in my head, what would have made it a bigger hit? How, could, how else could they have done this that would have made it huger? I don't know, maybe if they didn't lie? No, <laughs> yeah. but they're not, right? They're not. That's, that's what it, they're saying. They? But there is an but, open question. I guess the song is an open question. Yeah. we got a lot to get to. We're trying to avoid talking about what's obvious in this song. Yeah, um, and, and I want to give the guys from Charles and Eddie the, the benefit of the doubt. But before we jump right into the lyrics, why don't we, why don't we talk about the, the guys from the band a little bit yeah, and, and sure. how, how they came together. So you have um, Eddie Chacon I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. I tried to find an interview with him. I couldn't find anything yeah. that was a spoken word anyways, where he was signed to Capitol Records. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of grinding it out. He's doing Beatles cover songs. Yeah. And he's ta- very talented. And he ends up b- being in New York and he meets Charles Pettigrew while yep. he's on a subway or a train. And Eddie has a copy of Marvin Gaye's Trouble Man, a vinyl in front of him. Yep. And that's what strikes up a conversation between them. Yeah. And uh, Eddie Chacon, early in his life, when he was 12 years old, he started a band with Cliff Burton, who is the original bass player from Metallica. And uh, the drummer from uh, from Faith No More. Uh, Mike Bourdain? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So it it seems like he would have had like some pretty vast musical tastes yeah it's well it is incredible that these people run in circles when they're kids mhm and then end up breaking into the whole wider musical pop culture thing it's incredible i mean they're in their late 20s when they're doing this so they've already been around and they've been grinding it out and so they they create an album together called i believe duophonic duophonic yeah now, it is interesting to note that they each wrote on the album, mm-hmm. but this song was written by Peter Vale and Michael David Leeson. Yeah. So, And they, these are um, songwriters out of the UK. Yeah. And so that might explain why the UK gravitated towards it. I think UK was open to pop music and Motown throwbacks more in the 90s yeah. than we were down here. Do you remember that? Uh, what was that movie from uh, The Commitments? Yeah, The Commitments. Yeah. And that was like a, a soul group. Uh, right. And, and that was huge. That was Yeah, that was a massive. And the soundtrack on that did really, really well, too, if, yeah. if I remember I remember correctly. that. I remember seeing that a lot. So, the, I mean, that, that might explain some of it. So, they, they had other tunes that were good as well. I, I, I listened through their albums, the two albums that they did together, and they're fine. But this song is so incredible. It's a, it's a standout song, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about the song. Is there any more we need to say about the history? Um, no, I, I, th- I think, I think we, uh, we. I mean, everybody's got their history. Frank. Everyone's got their history. Yes. <laughs> Frank and I both came here with with notes, and they ended up. Well, totally... I don't have notes. I just oh, have yeah. uh, sort of a 
sort of loose thoughts in my head. Yeah. But your loose thoughts match the notes I have written down yeah. here. Yeah. So um, we want to think the best of Charles and Eddie. Again, and, and benefit the, of the doubt. Benefit of the doubt. However, we're going to have to go here with our lyrical analysis. Yeah. Okay. So should we should we start with the benefit of the doubt lyrical analysis? Um, I, I I think I think we got to address the elephant in the room, right? Okay. It's a bit of a uh, gaslight anthem. Yeah, I I would think so. I really wanted to say gaslight anthem. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, love the band, but also this is a. This is a song where the, the reason why I'm saying this is I tried to research interviews with Eddie Chacon mm-hmm. and I couldn't find anything. So I went through podcasts and I typed in Would I Lie to You? And every time I typed it in, they'd come up Would I Lie to You? A gaslighting story. Would I Lie to You? Gaslighting, etc. So, and I thought to myself, wait a second, is this song a gaslighting song? Again, I I want to think very positively of of the group, mm-hmm. and I mean I know that gaslighting has existed throughout all time, but it really wasn't brought to the forefront until I don't know, probably the last like ten fifteen years. So I like to think that this happens before gaslighting was was known as a thing. Well, I mean, there's a play called Gaslight from I think like the 1930s. Okay, well, thanks for Sorry. dumping on my theory, <laughs> which was about a man gaslighting. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Through a gaslight on their furnace. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know I, I I should be looking to get the year right. It might not be the 30s, but yeah. oh well. So uh so let's go through this. Um and we'll 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 circle back to this. But when you say look into my eyes, can you see them open wide? This is how it opens. Would I lie to you, baby? Would I lie to you? Well, it's it's the baby, right? Yeah. It's the uh it's like would I lie to you, baby? It's like, come on, you gotta you can trust me. Would I lie to you? Come on. Baby. Yeah. And so there that's our opening. Yeah. Um, and then we go into that first verse. So let's talk through this. This is really tricky for us because we want to give the benefit of the doubt, but when we read the lyrics, we have this moment of like, what are they talking about? So I'll yeah. read it. You tell me if you have the same lyrics in front of you here. Yeah. Everybody wants to know the truth. In my arms is the only proof. Mm-hmm. I've hidden my heart behind the bedroom door. Now it's open. I can't do no more. I'm telling you, baby, it'll never find another girl in this heart of mine. Yeah. Everybody wants to know the truth. In my arms is the only proof. I hid my heart behind the bedroom Some problems here. One is um, what he says, in my arms is the only proof. When he's claiming that the only way you could understand a proof is in his arms, it is throwing off his lover's ability to use her powers of detection to wonder if he's being faithful. But he's like, no, 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 you have to be in my arms. That's how the proof is done. Like, no, no, no. Let me tell you something, Charles and Eddie. Here's how the proof is done. You do your research, maybe you hire a private eye, and then you give some hard questions and you get some definite answers. That's how you do your research. Not in your arms. Sorry. You've hired a private eye before, haven't you? No. No. (laughs) No, But but I've watched enough shows about this. Yeah. I'd be honest. You know what I'm thinking about? 
Melrose Place. Oh, yes. <laughs> was it Michael? Was it Michael in Melrose Place who cheated on uh, his wife? Yeah. What was her name? Oh, I, I, um, she had the short hair, right? Yeah, short, short blonde, blonde hair. hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, he was but, a doctor, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah, a yeah, no yeah. good, dirty doctor. Yeah. No good, dirty doctor. <laughs> Let me look this up. He was such a good character for the first season, and then they needed more ratings. Yeah. What did he do to her? Can we make that the subtitle of this of this episode? No good, dirty doctor. <laughs> We're gonna lose all those medical people who've been listening to our know, podcast. Right? We love our medical doctors as long as they're not like Michael from Melrose Place. Yeah. All right. Let's get his name of this character here. Cast characters. Here we go. So, Doctor Michael Mancini. Yeah. Devoted husband in season one, Jane Mancini. Jane Mancini, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, he goes for the villain. Yeah. I remember when she, the villain had her like, something happened where she like had a big scar on her head. I don't All right, I'm going like, too far yeah. here. I think they got back together before they blew the whole thing up. Is that how it ends? Well, literally, they. I remember, wasn't there an explosion at Melrose Place or there was yeah. a fire? The, uh, did it end with an explosion? I don't. Am know. I spoiling the whole are series? Are we talking Melrose Place or Charles yeah, and Eddie? <laughs> Either way, Charles and Eddie and Michael Mancini. Michael, why did you lie? And then yeah. the scene when he pours this, when she Jane finds his shoe and pours sand out of it. He knows she's been at the beach. He's cheating with that evil woman. Ah, yeah. what's her name? <laughs> okay, let's let me find the name. She's awful. That villain was so terrible. She's got to be season two. Yeah. Threw off the whole thing. My sisters went nuts. Was it Sydney? Was that her name? I think so. She was one of the character's sisters, wasn't she? It was Sydney. I think yeah. her name's Sydney. Someone who can reach out to us on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or email or our website. But Michael cheated on Jane with Sydney. Would I lie to you, baby? Michael lied. And this is why we have to go to this place with our Charles and Eddie song. Yep. Okay, so um, I've hidden my heart behind the bedroom. I don't even know what he's talking about there. I don't, even, I don't even want to know. But I know this, that when he said that the bedroom door, now it's open, I can't do no more. I don't know what to do with a double negative. I can't do no more. So yeah, that, I could do more? Come well, on, well, guys. Th- this, this, this is the thing. Well, they didn't write it, right? So right. we can't blame them. For okay, it. They, sorry they just about said, that. Right? Yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've hidden my heart behind the bedroom door. Now it's open. I can't do no more. Like, okay, so his heart's hidden from other women, but now the bedroom door is open, so it's and he can't do any. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, problematic to say the least. And then we go in the chorus, and so Charles is taking most of the reins, I think, in the chorus here. Yeah. So he does. He has a higher voice. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of falsetto in this. A lot of falsetto. So throw back to our episode of An Easy Lover. Yeah. It's a bit of a Philip Bailey move here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, what I love is when Eddie comes in with, oh, "Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So the the deal is when he says, would I lie to you, baby? Then Eddie's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, wait, 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 Eddie. Are you saying Charles is a liar? Yeah. Or the character that Charles is playing, like Michael from Melrose Place, is a liar. He was a liar, a dirty liar. All right. Next verse. Everyone's got their history. On every page, a mystery. You can read my diary. You're in every line. Everybody's got their history. history. On every page, a mystery. You can read my diary. You're in every line. Okay, so interesting. 
Brian, I, I can't wait to get to the next part, but yeah. everyone's got their history on every page of mystery. So every page, then he immediately goes to his diary, which will have pages. Yeah. So the mystery. Full of mystery. Exactly. But he says, you're in every line. And I'm like, first off, in every line, is this like a shining thing where you're just writing their name over and over again? Because that's scary. Yeah, that's creepy. Yeah. And then there's the line after it co- after this mm-hmm. where it's um one of those lines where I never knew until today when I read the lyrics. Yeah. And the line is, jealous minds never satisfied. Exactly. So he's turning it right around. Just like, it's like, I'm not crazy. You're crazy. Yeah, this is gaslighting. Yeah. Oh, Charles yeah. and Eddie, come on. Jealous minds jealous mind, never satisfied. I'm telling you, baby, we'll never find another girl in this world. Definitely a turning it on her this is yeah this yeah, is yeah, problematic yeah. i think as the more we go through this charles and eddie it's so good that we blame charles and eddie because they embody the singers well, they, yeah exactly right this is this is when you think about the song you obviously don't think about the, the the songwriters but you think about these two dudes right yeah and this is a theme we come back to where yeah. i would argue that for singers and song like for singers and groups it's okay to sing someone else's songs, yeah, because they'll they can have hits for you, and it's okay. You don't have to be Bob Dylan. Yeah. Okay, so we go back to the chorus. Chorus, looking in my eyes, mm-hmm. right? First of all, you're looking in someone's eyes, and if they're wide, is that how you know they're not lying, or if they're not looking to the left? Well, if if you see wide eyes, I I equate that with crazy eyes, <laughs> <laughs> or stunned. Yeah. <laughs> Are you cheating on me? What? what? You and me? Uh, they no! Yeah, they're guilty. Yeah. This is definitely guilty. Yeah. My favorite part, of course it's my favorite part, is the bridge. Well, yeah. But this is also accusatory. When you want to see me night and day, if I tell you that I'm here to stay, do you think I give my love away? And my favorite line, because it sounds musically yeah. great. That's not the kind of game I play. And, and that's the way that they sing that... That's not the kind of game I play. It's just that 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 like Charles Pettigrew at his yeah. finest. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. no question. I, I think I think the way that line is sung is is my favorite. It's brilliant, uh, and it, you know, and we haven't mentioned this yet, but Charles Pettigrew died way too young, thirty seven, thirty seven, two thousand one, yeah. died of cancer, and you know what a wonderful voice. Yeah, can't say enough. I mean, Eddie Chacon is great. Yeah. Just so the, and together they're great. They're so high and they're singing. Yeah. Which is what I really love. It's like, okay, they both can jump to those high notes. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I've never thought of a band where, or a duo, where they're both singing high yeah. like this. And But it works. Yep. The group broke up in 97. What's the word I'm looking for? Amicably? Amicably, yes, definitely. Yeah. So um, no no hard feelings between the two. Um, and unfortunately, Eddie got sick and, and, and passed away. But um, the, the song sort of continues on with, with that path. But I really, uh, I mean... They just seem like good dudes. They are right? good dudes. They, I, want to, it, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt. Okay, let's give one more thing. Okay. This was played at Bill Clinton's inauguration. Yes. <laughs> All right, just put that out there. So uh, I guess the big question would you stay in this relationship? 
So this is to the listener. This is to either of us. If you have to talk to someone and they'd have to respond to, would I lie to you, baby? Would I lie to you? Read my diary. I'm like, I don't know if I should stay in this relationship. Yeah. Who keeps who keeps diaries? Well, yeah, that's right. You, you don't keep a diary. Someone's yeah, going to read that. Exactly. You burn this thing yeah. up. <laughs> you just keep thoughts. You do a podcast. Yeah, you, you blog that. that and put it on the web. Yeah. For everyone to see. No, no, no. I just oh. say you podcast and you cut out all the stuff you don't want people to hear. Oh, right. Yeah. Which, yeah. What we do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't think that I don't think she should stay in this relationship. Yeah, it, I think it, it's time to get out. Definitely, uh, definitely some red flags on that one, right? And I also wonder what he's not denying. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> things he is denying. What is he not denying? But again, we love Charles and Eddie. So there's yeah. another reading of this where it's just like, hey, I love you. I wouldn't cheat on you. Yeah. So maybe yeah. the person they're with is coming into the relationship with with baggage, as we all come to things with baggage, and they're just trying to say, hey, listen, don't worry. I won't lie to you. Yeah. My, uh, if, if we can just circle back to, yeah. to one of the earlier lyrics, though, the, uh, uh, and I was just thinking about this real quick, was uh, in my arms is the only truth. Maybe he's just saying, like, let me just hold you and yeah. just let you feel that everything's okay that's a bob dylan line make you feel my love maybe it is a bob dylan maybe song. this is a bob did bob dylan really write this song <laughs> everyone's got their history on every page of mystery maybe he's talking about the person he's with hey we all got histories yeah but if you don't want to know my history i only love you yeah i write your name on my diary that's all i write yeah, like a psychopath I'm gonna, <laughs> exactly i'm gonna be with you forever like a psychopath <laughs> <laughs> With his wide eyes. With his wide eyes. Yeah, you know, oh, man. Every time we read this, it gets worse. <laughs> I think we just got to enjoy the music. I'm going to stop reading lyrics. I love just, I love the Motown feel. Yes. And I just wish it had been bigger. But, I mean, the good news is Eddie uh, was able to make a comeback of sorts. The last few years, he came out with a... A, uh, a record. Is that what they call those things these days, Frank? Album? An album. That's right. An LP? LP. The name of the album is Pleasure, Joy, and Happiness, mm-hmm. which is quite a good album. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if I can link it in the show notes, but it's eight songs, under 30 minutes. It's so smooth. Yeah. It's got a... Channel Orange mixed with Solange. So Frank Ocean, Solange feel. It is out there. It's really good. That's cool. Nice. I'll I'll have to check that out. Yeah. So throw that down in for listeners. Please check check them out. There have been comparisons with this song in particular to like Motown classics by uh, Sam and Dave. And there's a there's a writer from the UK, I think it was, that said this would be akin to a duet between Smokey Robinson and Marvin Gaye. That's huge praise. Like this is huge That's praise. That's huge praise. And it, I think it just goes like the song didn't get the credit that it deserves. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, until today. Well, until today. Yeah. yeah. So the this song the song the song is on the comeback so the, it's it's going to start charting because of because of this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree wholeheartedly. And I like to think that the the musical taste of an awkward 15-year-old boy from uh in 1992 is really well ahead of its time. 
I think, well, if anything, this podcast has proved that we were yes. ahead and attached to our times. Yes. <laughs> so, um, I, I don't recall when I first heard this song. I remember yeah. hearing it on the radio. I used to listen to the radio when I was going to bed um, and various countdowns and whatnot. Yeah. But the the my most vivid memory, I think, of this song was I was traveling out to Alberta. And uh, I was on the plane, and my cousin was 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 on the flight as well, uh, in the seat beside me. And this is like predates movies on the plane and all that other sort of fun stuff. But you could you could get the headphones and you could listen to different radio stations or pre-programmed uh, playlists or whatever. And of course, I go to the top forty because that's what I was into. My my cousin, I think, had a little more hip tastes at the time, and yeah. he was more into um, the grunge and rock and and everything that that was really blowing up at the time and listening to the this top 40 playlist and this song comes on and i just remember like smiling and just kind of like singing quietly to myself and just and and, and he was just like well what are you listening to? she's just like what i lied to you by charles netty and i gave him the headphones he was absolutely disgusted with what i was <laughs> listening like, oh, what is this and it was uh it brought me to a, i guess a place of shame but what i love about this podcast is it brings my shame into a place of light where i can express freely that i love the song then and i love the song now well at the time we're about maybe a year away from meeting each other yeah right so yeah. and everything's going to change yeah but well, I, I didn't have friends who were digging this song either. Yeah. And I, I might have had similar experiences. I don't recall. I remember hearing it and thinking, this is great. Yeah. I also think probably my parents heard it. Like, yeah, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> so, which was a sure sign that it wasn't going to fit in with what my other friends were listening to. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, uh, the music video, I saw it for really the first time the last two weeks. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I know, because Eddie's like, we would be in the music industry for a while. I was like, I got to say, Eddie, that, that video looked like you had just been on your first video, at least. <laughs> you got a lot of smiling. We you know when you look yeah. at the camera and you start grinning because you know that you're being filmed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that sort of cool, I'm being filmed, I don't, I'm pretending I don't notice. Yeah. But there's a lot of things in the video where... They would kind of make eyes at the camera yeah. while they looked at pretty girls, which yeah. doesn't work well with the theme of the video or theme of the song, which is, would I lie to you? Yeah. And, and they're, they're like, ogling all sorts of different <laughs> girls. And they do a lot of great facial expressions. A lot of those yeah. sort of eye, the knowing eyes that yeah. go up and down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was very entertaining. And the video really has like, well, three main characters, which would be Charles and Eddie. And Eddie's hair. <laughs> I was going to say this. I was going to get a little more like, deep and say oh, yeah. the city of New York. Oh, but right, yeah, right. also Eddie's hair. Eddie's hair is incredible. <laughs> That's fantastic. It is so long yeah. and straight in yeah. this sort of way. It was like, how does he How does he keep it that way? It was, yeah. I'm not sure what conditioner he's using, but it was incredible. <laughs> incredible hair. Yeah. Yeah. In the city of New York. Yeah, yes. in the city of New York. <laughs> and the, the women who are featured in it. It was yeah. this great eclectic mix of the city there. And it was like, it should have been bigger. I don't, All I yeah. could think about was, it should have been bigger in the States. And then I thought to myself, well, it was big in England. 
and it was big in Germany. So if I'm yeah. Charles and Eddie, I would just move and live yeah. in both those countries yeah. because they're both awesome countries. Yeah. And you could just do your career there. Yeah. So I, from what I gather is after, um, I think after Charles passed away, mm-hmm. Eddie ended up getting connected with a producer in Scandinavia and did some tracks there and, and had some hit, like did well by kind of making his living over there. Yeah. And they still appreciate him in Europe. So okay. kudos to our European listeners. Yeah. You were already there. Yeah. You got you guys knew things before anyone else. Yeah. I'm ready to move over. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know, right? All right. Is it time for categories? Yeah, let's let's hit some categories here. All right. So here's I got a song universe one for you. Right. I know it's a, this is a tricky one, mm-hmm. but going back to our gaslighting theme. Yep. I'm thinking Fleetwood Mac, Little Lies. Tell me oh, lies, okay. tell me sweet little lies. And then it would be Charles and Eddie. Would I lie yeah. to you, baby? <laughs> tell me lies, tell me sweet yeah. little lies. Because this is, it, it's a song that's not, um, like there's songs about liars. Mm-hmm. But this is a song from someone who's being accused of lying. Yeah. Right? And and I can't think of, a, I can't think of another song um where the where the the singer is being accused and defending themselves, yeah. Whether they're right or gaslighting, like again, I'm getting I'm oh, giving I, Charles and Eddie the benefit of the doubt on this one. Maybe not the songwriters. Okay, though. I got one for you. Right? Okay, it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that'll ever be on our podcast. No, I don't no. think so either. But <laughs> yeah. uh, um, no, that. Uh, yeah, that's 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 the that's the version of the guy caught with like the red-handed. Yeah, yeah. All right, it's because I think Little Lies fits perfectly. Now, you got any mixtape songs I could oh. match up? I got a whole bunch. Okay, yeah. some fit. So one of them fits in both a mixtape and a song universe. Okay, Aaron Neville's song from the '60s, "Tell It Like It Is." Okay, which is an amazing song. What about Everybody Plays the Fool? Oh, I thought of that too. That's yeah. a good one. Oh. Anything with Aaron Neville. Oh, well, yeah. Because he's so, got yeah. that beautiful that angelic settle, voice. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Some other ones I have. The Motown song by Rod Stewart. Do you remember that? from? Oh. Oh, it's oh. way back. Being over some of those old Motown records. Oh, yes. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's about the same era. Yeah. It's about yeah, 91. Yeah. yeah. And it's also that sort of 90s version of Motown that's yeah. not Motown at yeah. all. Yeah. Yeah. So that was there. And then I thought of River it's of Dreams by Motown. Motown. <laughs> that's great. Oh, that's good. River of Dreams by Billy oh, Joel. Yeah. Okay. And then um, I had, I really wanted a Simply Red song, Stars. I was thinking of the song Stars or something got me started for what I really like those two songs. Yeah, those are my songs for the mixtape. Okay. Next category, where would you hear this song? Or where was the last time you heard this song? Oh, that's a good call. Oh, when did I last hear this? Uh, might have been a shopping mall. I can tell you I definitely have heard this uh, doing groceries. Yeah, okay. Yeah, for sure. For sure, this would be it. But I had, like, it's rare. I had to seek this out. Yeah. I remember hearing it when I worked at the shoe store. And by then, it was already hit. Like, there's songs that don't hit number one, yeah. but get into circulation. I, I And I imagine, I wonder if this, even if it's not number one, if it ends up making more money than some songs that jump to number one and yeah. then disappear. Yeah. I think that this song has, has uh, some staying power to it, right? For sure. 
And I mean, it's proven itself over the years and they now talk about Eddie as somebody who is low key, like they call him a, like a low key, oh, what's the word? It was a low key Motown superstar or something yeah, like that, it was right? Like, yeah. 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 And I was like, whoa, that's high praise. Yeah, and yeah. it really wasn't. Eddie and Char- Charles and Eddie didn't really do huge business. No. And, and outside they were of the, the song, it wasn't like. Yeah, they were on a couple of soundtracks after this. The True Romance True soundtrack. True Romance, I forgot Adam's Family, yeah. and the uh, um, Super Mario Brothers yeah, movie. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. So they were like, they did well for their time. Yeah. I also like re- like the interviews that I've read with um, Eddie Chacon is that they're just grateful for what they had. Yeah. And it, there was, I mean, he said there was there was a lot of anger he felt with his like the manager ended up getting a better deal somewhere else because oh, okay. of their success oh, okay and also charles didn't tell him he had cancer oh he really? didn't know they were sending tracks back and forth even oh. apparently there was still like and they're he still didn't, collaborating yeah so he didn't know that oh that's he was sick it was tragic yeah so he went through a pretty dark phase yeah but he ended up quitting uh, music and a friend gave him a, a camera mm-hmm. and he went to photography just yeah. like our friend Stacy Widlitz. So yeah. it's interesting to know that there is some connection to musicians and songwriters who go into the, another art field, but yeah. you end up taking the same set of skills. Yeah, yeah. There, there's definitely a creative mind there, right? So I had me thinking about what we would do if we didn't do the podcast. Yeah. Uh, probably host some sort of reality TV show or something. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, uh, all right. At categories, I had jingle, but I only had private eye service. But then I realized, why would I even choose this song when I have a Hollow Notes song that works <laughs> well, way better? Yeah, which is literally called Private yeah. Eyes. Yeah. And then I was like, would I lie to you as like Fortune Teller? And like, why am I even thinking about Fortune Teller? Yeah. I'm not advertising for Fortune Tellers. Yeah. I mean, unless they commercialize, like, lie-detecting machines. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Would Michael Bolton sing this song? I know Michael Bolton is too powerful for this song. Yeah. No, it needs that light touch. Yeah, yeah. Could this be a Hallmark movie? Yeah, you could play it a couple ways. One is, of course, The Dark Path, that we, we took it down for a long yeah. time there. Yeah. But you could play it up light, as in, like, a kind of jovial thing, as, like, someone trying to win over someone who's jaded. Through just like, I won't lie to you and yeah. proving the love. And then you could have some zany things that happen. I think you could do a Hallmark comedy movie. Yeah. Okay. Which is what I'd like. I, I don't want like Unfaithful or something. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> That's not Hallmark. No. No, 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 no we no, don't do like, that. You like can't put that in a card. HBO Max or something like that. Yeah. Well, I feel pretty good about revisiting charles and eddie here today no and, and i hope that everybody else has been enjoying our uh our, our trip down memory lane with the with this song and and uh um it, it's one that you kind of forget about then when you hear it it's just like oh yeah this song is so great so please you know put it on the playlist that you have you know oh songs i like from bill and frank's podcast or mm-hmm. whatever you got going on yeah and just enjoy it and remember that when we do our podcast, we wouldn't lie to you, would would we? No. Would 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 I lie to you? I wouldn't lie to you. No. No. It's been Bill and Frank's guilt-free pleasures. Thanks for listening.